Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There will be no death by inches. This is the Broncos Daily Podcast with Brandon Crystal. I want everything. I want all the meatballs and the pasta, you know? Happy Wednesday, Broncos country. Broncos back on the practice field this week, and for the first time in a couple weeks, there isn't any Drew Lock speculation or how many snaps will he get or when will he be activated. Drew Lock is your starter, and as he said on Sunday, when I talked to him after the game or asked him after the game, do you hope that this is the last time Vic Fangio has to tell us who the starter is? Uh, I obviously knew the answer I'd get, but he answered it the way you want your starting quarterback to answer it. A uh, number of the Broncos players out and about last night checking out the Lakers and Nuggets. Vaughn Miller and Will Parks courtside. Chris Harris with his feet on the hardwood uh, alongside his wife Leah. Peyton Manning in the house, and this time was able to complete the long pass to Rocky the Super mascot. So that got the crowd hyped up. Dalton Reisner and Noah Fant there. Bradley Chubb there. Demarcus Walker in a Lakers jersey was there. And uh, a number of other Broncos players were there as well uh, as the Broncos take advantage of their chance to see LeBron and Anthony Davis take down the Denver Nuggets and could be a Western Conference Finals preview. And maybe we'll see a bunch more Broncos there in the spring when the Lakers come back February 12th. I doubt we'll see many Broncos there because most of them will be out of town at that point uh, just a week, week and a half after the Super Bowl. Anyway, the news coming out of Broncos country yesterday, a couple things. Uh, the My Cause, My Cleat stuff we'll get to in just a second, but some actual news. Broncos working out a number of players, including three quarterbacks. The most notable is Tyree Jackson, the rookie out of Buffalo, who got the biggest signing bonus of any rookie coming into the league last year as an undrafted guy. Obviously, Josh Allen was there in Buffalo. They saw Tyree Jackson play in Buffalo, uh, play his college ball there. Big kid with a lot of talent. We saw him at the Senior Bowl, and he looked raw and really interesting. He and Drew Locke worked out with Jarrett Stidham, all three of them together with Jordan Palmer in California leading into the draft and so there's a little familiarity there but the Broncos just doing their due diligence and I get the idea hey you have Drew Locke and you like Drew Locke you think you like Drew Locke why are you even bringing in Tyree Jackson we're bringing in all these guys they brought in some receivers as well to look at for futures contracts and if Tyree Jackson blows them away maybe they do sign him to a futures contract but you can sign those the day after the season or maybe they bring Tyree Jackson in now uh, because of just the the raw potential and you work with them, and that's the thing about quarterbacks is that you can develop them, and if they're good, you put them on the field for you, and if they're good enough but you have somebody better, then you trade them, like Bill Belichick's done time and time again in the Tom Brady era. So uh, I don't have a problem with them bringing in Tyree Jackson or some of the other QBs they brought in. It'll just be a question of what they do next, uh, and I bet we'll see them work guys out for the next few weeks 
trying to get their futures contract squared away because you have to have 90 guys when you head to training camp and you can only draft so many and sign so many undrafted guys out of college. You need some guys that have been around the league to help fill out the roster. And you never know when you're going to find a hidden gem like a Devontae Bosby or a Mike Purcell, right? Guys that came from the AAF, but guys that had bounced around the league and had some experience. Both of them had played for Vic Fangio. So maybe we'll see some more guys like that. And the Broncos also claimed center Patrick Morris, who was waived by the Steelers, a guy that has familiarity with Mike Munchak and vice versa. And I think we'll give you some flexibility down the road if you like him to potentially replace Connor McGovern if you move McGovern back to guard or you can't re-sign McGovern and you like where Morris's development is. Obviously, if he's on the street, there's typically a reason for that. But there's an all-pro, pro-bowl kind of center in Marquise Pouncey in Pittsburgh who's not giving that job up anytime soon. So... Uh, maybe there's something there as well. Uh, and then the My Cause, My Cleat stuff was really cool yesterday. This is the first time we've seen almost all the players have their cleats revealed. Some seeing it for the very first time, or I guess all of them seeing it for the very first time in front of us, uh, which was cool. We've seen where a handful of guys have, we've seen them opened on camera for the team website and for other teams' websites. And then we've seen like a display of five or six guys' shoes. But to see... 50 or so shoes and the artist was there uh, this girl brianna barry is her name you can find her on instagram uh, b-r-e-a-n-n-a barry b-e-r-r-y uh, she i think com- was commissioned to do 48 player shoes uh, and the team actually pays for her artwork and then the shoes get auctioned off after the game this week and the money goes to each player's charity uh, so uh, uh, 50 four players had cleats made including guys that aren't even on the active roster whether they're injured now or are on practice squad uh they or i guess it was all guys that were on the active roster and or uh ir so um none of the practice squad guys got them but Derek wolf shoes uh were on display nico follows shoes were on display uh it, it was cool joe flacco um i don't think did it but uh a number of guys did and some of the causes, you know, from personal foundations to huge foundations or huge charity events or charity organizations that are near and dear to guys' hearts, Alzheimer's for somebody like Alexander Johnson, uh, the Kareem Jackson Foundation funds money for breast cancer research and leukemia. Drew Locke was wearing uh, or has some shoes that are to benefit the Leukemia Society because he has a grandfather who lost a battle to leukemia and a cousin who's in high school and she's battling leukemia right now. Uh, and you could just go down the list and the list is on denverbroncos.com and really good video. I got a bunch of stuff that's up on Twitter at BK Denver sports. Uh, and so this is a great thing that the NFL does and credit goes to Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver who didn't want to support breast cancer. Not that he didn't want to support breast cancer awareness, but his struggles with mental health a few years back, and I think it's something he still continues to battle, but uh, he was able to diagnose his borderline personality disorder. But Brandon, I think he was in Chicago at the time, and he started wearing green cleats. He's like, I'm not wearing pink cleats. I'm wearing green cleats to raise awareness for mental health, and the league actually find him, and then they realized, okay, maybe we shouldn't be finding him. We should probably be supporting this idea. So my cause, my cleats, they do it every year. The whole league does it, and you see some really, really cool designs, and then all the shoes get auctioned off for charity. Ash Shelby Harris, are you going to bid on your shoes? And he's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But you know what? I probably will. So we'll see if any other players follow suit. Um, but a, a really, really neat thing that the NFL does. All right. 
let's jump to Paul Klee, the award-winning columnist from the Gazette at by Paul Klee on Twitter. Uh, always appreciate Paul's perspective. He's at every Broncos game. He's there every week, multiple times a week, and uh, he's one of the uh, best writers in the region, uh, if not the whole country. That's why he's won awards uh, that say as much. So here is another visit on a Wild Card Wednesday with my man Paul Klee. Paul, Rick Lewis was on yesterday's podcast, and he really wanted Locktober to catch on. But because Drew was on IR, that wasn't going to happen. So he's been pushing <laughs> Drew Sember. I thought that I thought that Rick had coined that term. He admitted he didn't. He saw it bouncing around the internet. But are you on board with Drew Sember? Only if it's Drew Sember to remember. How about that? Can you can we borrow that? Sure. Does it feel like it's going to be? <laughs> I think it will be because of how much Colorado focuses on its quarterback. They're always going to remember that first month. BK, I, I did this column on Sunday on um, John Elway's first month as a quarterback here and how brutally difficult that was to the point that the Washington Post came into Denver in December of 1983, and Dan Reeves is quoted as saying, we definitely would have done some things differently looking back with John. So uh, hopefully in 37 years or 36 years, we're not looking back at the Gazette newspaper and, and hearing John Elway say, I wish we would have done some things differently with Drew, unless it played out just like it did with John Elway here. I can't decide if I want to work backwards because I want to ask you your impression of Drew Locke. Mm -hmm. Let's work backwards. Let's start with where we are today. Mm -hmm. uh, as you look at where Drew Locke is after one start, the comments he's made, his confidence level being through the roof prior to the start, certainly <laughs> not going down after after a, a nice day with two touchdown mm -hmm. passes. Not I mean, Like Big Fan just said, we're not sending him to Canton just yet. Mm -hmm. Where are you with Drew Locke right now? You know, it reminds me of uh, I'm a basketball-oriented guy, and so – it's like when a, a ballyhooed freshman comes in, he plays 12 minutes of you know garbage time at the end of a game against Jacksonville State, Northeast Jacksonville State, and you see flashes. You see some things that when this kid's a junior or a senior, it's an all-conference player or it's an all-American player, and that's what I think we saw from Drew Locke. It's a rare case, BK, where – I think when a rookie comes in, part of the equation is you want to see those intangibles that are difficult to measure, but you know it when you see it. And how does he interact with the poker room over here in the locker room at Dove Valley? How does he talk to guys on the defensive side when they are so thirsty to have a quarterback who can provide a balancing act for them? How does he do all that? BK, we've seen for months. That, that's, his, that's his wheelhouse. He's really good with guys that he knows and guys that he doesn't know. He's just got a personality for it. What I wanted to see Sunday is can the guy play? Can he make a throw that we haven't seen here in about five years? And he can. And I think that's what jumped out to me, that you've got the, the intangible side and it looks like you have the ability side. And now he's in for it with a couple of road games. And you look at the Texans obviously playing really well, but you knew they were going to be really amped up to play Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, obviously Bill O'Brien with the ties of that organization being 0-4 against him going into that game. And we know that they have a good defense, but there isn't J.J. Watt over there. There isn't Jadeveon Clowney. They aren't as good as the Bills defensively. Will it be a, a challenge? Sure. And now there's a little bit of tape on Drew Locke. But I don't think he did anything where you're like, oh, this guy's a problem, like Lamar Jackson, where they need to reinvent the wheel defensively. Mm -hmm. It's what does Rich Scangarello feel comfortable with and Vic Fangio dialing up to kind of take the training wheels off a little bit 
I would imagine that the Texans, a lot of film they're going to watch is actually going to be back with the 49ers from last year with how did they integrate uh, a Nick Mullins type and some of these different young quarterbacks that hadn't played a whole lot. Did they really open up the playbook for them? And not, I'm not a 49ers fan, so I'm not exactly sure how they handle that. We should probably look at it because that's exactly what the Broncos are going to do. It's going to be the same deal. I, we watched well, we saw the Broncos play against Nick Mullins. Yeah, that's, this is true. And that went pretty well for the 49ers. Through to George Kittle. I think he's still running. Um, I think he just scored again. But the, I'm, I'm trying to find a comp for Drew Locke. And I'd be interested to hear what you say. There is, there is, Broncos fans listening to this won't like it. There's an element of Phillip Rivers to Drew Locke. Sure. There sure. really is. That when you talk about the fiery personality. An aggressive, I can get it through that tiny little window. I can do that. And Rivers has done that for 16, however many years, going back to NC State. He thinks he can fit any ball into any window. That's how Drew Locke feels. The other day he found out these linebackers move a little bit quicker than they did in the SEC. Yeah, the question is, does he continue to make mistakes like that, or does he learn from each mistake and make new mistakes, which is bound to happen? You don't expect him to be a one or two interception kind of guy for a full season. Until you get into years three, four, five, the way Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those guys, they just don't make nearly the bad decisions or they've got a little bit of luck on their side. I think every quarterback has that. As far as a comp, I hadn't really thought about one, but when you remember he ran sub 4-7 in the 40 and you see his size, legitimately 6-4, you see his arm, it's in the top third. I don't know where you want to rank it you know, overall and did Flacco have a bigger arm? I don't know, maybe at times, uh, but... I'd have to think about it a little more. You figure that this is something we would have, any any or all of us would have done. Has anyone given you the, some somebody where you're like, yeah, okay, I see it. The one I got just now, actually, on the phone before we came on here, was the guy they're playing on Sunday. And it, it's a different type of personality, but he's a bigger quarterback. He's very mobile. He's bigger than Deshaun Watson. He's a couple inches bigger than Deshaun Watson. But he's mobile. He moves around quite a bit, or he's capable of doing that. And the one that this scout gave me was – he will learn the playbook in 24 hours and he will understand it. And Deshaun Watson, what maybe his greatest strength is he's one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the sharpest guys in the NFL. He's a really intelligent guy. I think Drew Locke's a really intelligent guy. So um, who knows if he becomes as good as Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's there's two guys in the league, that if, three guys in the league that if they're on TV, I'm watching them. One of them played last night, and that's Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson's the second one, and I love watching Lamar Jackson, man. Those three guys, what do they have in common? They can all get out of trouble. I, I think it, it's become more in focus really since the 2014 season here when Peyton, he was never a, a mobile quarterback. We know that. But he was really stationary those last couple of years, uh, really pretty much from that St. Louis Rams game on. Since then, there hasn't been a guy here that you felt could get out of trouble. Uh, maybe Paxton, but – you know, that had other issues. It is a huge advantage to have a guy that can be elusive, that can, you know, he can cover up some of the, the cracks that you have on the offensive line. And Deshaun Watson is that way, man. That Houston offensive line hasn't been uh, that great. And 
he manages to get out of trouble more than most guys can. Yeah, the Watson comparison's interesting because I think you assume Watson's faster. It's like everyone thought Cam Newton was faster than he is. He runs hard and runs well. Andrew Luck actually posted either the exact same or a little bit faster 40 time, and I think that's right where Drew Locke is, right, in the in the high four sixes. To compare anyone really to Lamar Jackson or even Kyler Murray is unfair. And Deshaun Watson, I can't remember what he ran, but I feel like it was also in the four sixes. Maybe it was high four fives, but I, I feel it like it was very similar to Locke's numbers. And, and so that's all you need. And, and you, you bring up Peyton being stationary. We've talked about that. I don't know if you and I have specifically talked about it on this podcast, but in general, I know that I talked about it with Ben and Ryan who come on every Friday, the guys from Broncos country tonight. Phillip Rivers is, along with Brady and Breeze, the last of a dying breed. Now, if Big Ben comes back, he falls into that. Joe Flacco comes back, he's there as well. I think maybe Andy Dalton, to some degree, is there. He can slide his feet a little bit. Uh, and then certainly Eli Manning, if he... But whenever those guys are done, and for Tom Brady, it may be another five years, although it may be sooner than he wants. Same with Drew Brees, and then the other names we mentioned, right? When those guys are done, you won't see those quarterbacks ever again. At least not, not I don't say not in our lifetime, but not anytime soon, unless they change the rules and take the read option out or something where they say a quarterback can no longer run or something like that. You will see guys, again, Lamar, Kyler, those guys are freaks. Michael Vick in his heyday. But all you ever want is someone that runs like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson mm -hmm. or you put Watson in that category. Patrick Mahomes, who uh, a couple of weeks ago, right, had four carries for 60 yards. He wasn't looking to make house calls. He just kind of kept running. Josh Allen, the way Josh Allen runs. That hey, is, Elway was that way. Yeah, absolutely. John Elway certainly was. So was Steve Young. That mm -hmm. that. Those guys were, in some ways, ahead of their time. Randall Cunningham, too. But that's what you want to see, and that's what Drew Locke, I think, certainly is. Mm -hmm. it, the, the concern, I think, with, you know, we were up in Buffalo, and what a tremendous viewpoint we had for that game. Especially, it seemed like every time Josh Allen ran, it was right in front of you and I. It, it, it felt like it. That would concern the heck out of me if I'm a Bills fan or Bill, in the Bills front office. He takes Andrew Luck-type hits, and... It's fun to watch. And kind of Cam Newton type hits. They're about the same size. You remember how much Cam got has mm -hmm. gotten beaten up in his career? Right. For... It's shortened their careers. And he is, I think he's a tremendously entertaining player. I think that Bills team is a tremendously entertaining team. They're fun to me to watch. Let's, let's get this guy to 30 years old, though. Let's make sure he can play for 10 years because he's taking some, some wallops back there. I don't want to see Drew Lockett hit like that. I don't think Drew Locke looks to run like that either, Very though. true. Very different. A good example of who I think Drew Locke is is the pass he threw to Royce Freeman and maybe even the one that Deshaun Hamilton that Deshaun just dropped, mm -hmm. where he, he moves his feet and— Keeps it alive. And keeps it alive. And that could be to his detriment at some point, too, against better defenses, although you do have two of the two best pass rushers. Not that they brought the pressure that much, but with what the Chargers have. And then Derwin James was in the box, you know, maybe a fair amount for a safety, but that's who he is. But Drew Locke— showing the athleticism to extend the play, and then we'll see it, I think, more over time with confidence. He'll know on third and four as he's rolling probably right most of the time, but even when he's rolling left, he'll look for everything down the field, 10, 15, and maybe even deeper, uh, and even shorter too. But then he knows he can tuck it up and go get the four or five he needs for the first down, not 40 or 50. And so I, I think the excitement level, it feels like it's tempered around here because of where the quarterback play has been in, in Denver the last few years. But and I don't have a problem with it, but maybe fans, I think, should get a little more excited. And I think because 
Dave Logan asked me on the pregame show. I've talked about this a couple of times. He said, what are we going to see from Drew Locke? He said, we'll see some, you know, I think it'll remind people of Jameis Winston. I use that comp because you'll see some throws. You're like, holy, That's a good one. holy crap. And then he'll make a couple throws. You're like, oh, holy crap. I can't believe he, he tried to fit that mm, in there. That's a good one. Didn't see the linebacker. And I don't think we'll see that forever. It's how, how quick of a learner is he. I mean, Jameis Winston's got the best play caller he's ever had, an offensive coordinator, uh, I guess, Byron Leftwich might technically be calling plays, but he's around Bruce Arians, and he's still the same guy where you see a couple passes, you're like, that's why he was the number one pick in the draft. That's why he won the Heisman. And you see a couple more, you're like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that is Sunday's an interest. I think the next four games, what am I looking for the next four games? I don't need to see Tom Brady from this guy. I want to see someone who, when you're going into this draft with a top 10 pick potentially, although it is 10 now. And it's, They're heading in the wrong falling. direction. They're with going these the wrong He's way. Right, they're going from 5 to 10. And Stop winning with, already. With one big win. And I want to know, do I need to take a quarterback in the first round? It doesn't have to be absolutely definitive, convincing Drew Locke's the guy here for the next 10 years, but I think you can get a pretty good handle on – is that something we really need to look at or can we fix some other problems in the first round? That's a huge thing. It's a huge thing to be able to go into that draft feeling comfortable where you are at quarterback. And I do think that's going to be, that's my, I guess, measuring stick is, uh, is there some still question out there of whether they have a quarterback? I think that question can be answered, at least in the the microscopic, do we need to take a quarterback in this draft? It doesn't have to be Drew Locke's a quarterback here for 10 years. I think he can answer that question, yay or nay, over the next four games. Okay, so then the statement that I was making, I'll turn it more into a question. What will it take for Broncos country to get on board where Drew Locke jerseys become the hottest selling item at Christmas, which is at that point three games, four games in. Because I got they, you an answer. They play the Lions before mm-hmm. Christmas. So what will it take for the Drew Locke jersey to be the one that jumps past Bradley Chubb, Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, exactly. and, and Vaughn Miller? Exactly. It's a great question. It's exactly what it took to have Gardner Minshew's jersey fly off the shelves in Jacksonville, where they, they didn't have to commit to him forever. They just saw that they got a player. They got a real player. Okay, when did when did Jacksonville learn that Minshew could play? It's when they put him in the game because he wasn't that good in the preseason and in training camp. From what I've been told from guys around there, Patrick Mahomes was the same way. The Chiefs thought they had something, but they didn't know until they plugged him into a game. I believe his first game was here, and they saw, okay, look at that kid can play a little bit. Let's see more. So, what will it take to sell a bunch of Minshew jerseys, a bunch of Mahomes jerseys? What will it take to sell lock jerseys? I don't know if it's going to be a ton more than what we saw this Sunday. People here are going to jump on board really quickly. But even just that, if it's more progress, a couple touchdowns a week, yep. even if it'll be accompanied by an interception or two, mm-hmm. that's okay. And, and some spectacular throws at times, or some, I guess, ballsy throws. Like just give mm-hmm. your guys a chance, put the ball in there, mm-hmm. whether it's to Cortland deep or guys across the middle. Beating the Texans on the road or beating the Chiefs on the road would go a really long way toward that. Now, can these guys pull that off? I think it's going to be really, really difficult. Beating the Raiders still matters to a lot of people here. You do that. I know it's after Christmas, so it have to be a New Year's present, but uh, people would enjoy that. Well, and how about this? It's not unrealistic. And, and their draft status isn't going to drop that much now. It can go from about 10 to about 14-ish. But if they were to 
even if they lose these two road games, but come back and beat Detroit and beat the Raiders, mm-hmm. and Drew Locke plays well in those games, mm-hmm. then I think whether it's pre-Christmas after Detroit or yep. certainly uh, after New Year's as a as a gift. Oh, it'll turn quick. Jerseys, yeah, I think I think so. Mm-hmm. It'll turn quick. It, people here are thirsty for something to grab onto with quarterbacks. Um, reminds me a little bit of the Avalanche, where this is such a proud hockey community that all it took was – you know, that season of showing that you have three or four guys that are under 25 years of age that can really play, and they think that, you know, Stanley Cup's right around the corner. It doesn't take a lot to get people fired up about a quarterback in Colorado. Final thing I have for you, uh, looking at this defense, the loss of Derek Wolf. Mm-hmm. how much does that hurt? Uh, I think it hurts him because he's going to be a free agent. And that's that tickles me because we've been around Derek Wolf for a really long time, and I'd like to see him sign another big deal if it's not here somewhere else. But uh, he wants to stay here. I asked Vic Fangio Monday, "Do you want to see him back?" He gave me a one-word answer: "Sure." Mm-hmm. Well, what, let me ask you this: Does it change how they view a Chris Harris contract situation with how Drew Locke plays? Because if Drew Locke lights it up, and they know they've got a quarterback now. Are they a little more aggressive with an older cornerback that we know can still play, but he's probably going to ask for more money than he would on the open market? Well, I think with Chris, they're going to let him hit the open market and then make it very well known they want to at least have the chance to match. Mm-hmm. So if someone breaks the bank and offers Chris three years, 45, do that. then they'll say, see you later. But if someone says three years, 30, a deal kind of like DeMarcus Ware signed when he came here at then his career where 20 of it was guaranteed – Somewhere in there, maybe it's a little more, it's 30, so it's 12 a year, so he's still making the same thing Kareem Jackson is making with basically the first two years guaranteed. I, I think that it certainly makes you look to bring a couple more vets back, like mm-hmm. Derek Wolf. Right. Figure out, is Todd Davis your long-term plan next to Alexander Johnson? Long-term is probably not the right word, and he still has a year left on his deal. Josie Jewell, do you just move on from Todd, and is it Josie and Alexander growing together? Um and you, and you look uh, a couple other places to say, okay, are we are we looking for vets versus just trying to load up in the I, draft? I, I think that how Drew Locke plays may contribute, won't decide it, but it may contribute to some of those decisions. Well, and Wolf, differently than Chris Harris, yes. will give them a hometown deal because he wants to stay here. Mm-hmm. His wife's from Wyoming, and he's got a... Mm-hmm stepdaughter in middle school so he wants to stay here and he wants to live here forever so that's a little different chris harris so do i chris, well that's good because you're from here uh chris <laughs> harris wants to finish his career here but wants to be paid accordingly what'll be interesting is keep an eye on pro bowl voting and mm-hmm. all pro but certainly pro bowl voting and pro bowl roster because if chris makes another one he'll you know have another feather in his cap as a fifth pro bowl year uh in nine seasons so more than half of his seasons and the last couple in the pro bowl so We'll have to see how it plays out. But you're right about Drew Locke. I, I'm with you, though. I, I want to see Drew Locke play well enough to where quarterbacks are not even a consideration until late rounds because there's somebody that caught their eye at the Senior Bowl or right. or whatever. Right, okay, exactly. Six rounder to come in and compete, just like a Brett Rippon and mm-hmm. like we assume Brandon Allen will. And so, so that they're focused on tackle, corner, receiver with their first round pick and really with their first seven picks. Uh, and making that work to, to load up there. Uh, all right, Paul. Well, I appreciate the time, and we'll continue to read your stuff in the Gazette. And uh, hopefully it's a big Drew Sember for you and everybody that reads your work. Thanks, BK. Always enjoy it. Again, thanks to Paul. Make sure you're checking him out. Thegazette.com at by Paul Clee. I get that the Gazette is based in Colorado Springs, but Paul is right here in Denver, a Denver native, and he's at 
every Broncos game, home and road. He's in a million Nuggets and Avs and Rockies games. He's an award-winning columnist, so at by Paul Klee on Twitter and, again, in the Gazette. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have Big Al. Friday, the Broncos country tonight. Full crew. That's the plan. Uh, and then Saturday, Saturdays with Suze is back, and Sunday we'll go behind enemy lines to look at the Texans, and tomorrow we'll get into the Texans uh, a little bit more and what it'll take to beat Deshaun Watson and company, even without J.J. Watt. So I appreciate you listening, and we will catch you Thursday on the Broncos Daily Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.